Lager's Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on my drive to work this morning. Guys, it is dark this morning, so there's not going to be any video of this episode because you wouldn't be able to see me right now. So, no video, but we got the audio. Lakers got a nice win against the Magic on Sunday. It's been a minute since the last Lakers game. The Lakers play tonight. It's game day, Wednesday night, against the Mavericks in Dallas. Let's jump into it. All right, so the Lakers got a nice win on Sunday night against the Magic to put two wins in a row on the board. The Lakers are now 15-13 and 13 on the season, number six in the Western Conference. Uh, it was led by LeBron James, who had a triple-double with 30 points, and then I think he had like 10 rebounds and 11 assists on the game. Anthony Davis did not play again with left knee soreness, so it was all up to LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and the crew. Russell Westbrook had 19 points. Taylor Horton Tucker had 19 points. The Lakers kind of let the Magic hang around for the first half. In the you know in the first half of the game, I was getting a little frustrated with the Lakers. They were just, I mean, it was more the Magic hitting shots. They hit a lot of shots in the first half. They were kind of sticking around. They even had the lead at a few points in the game in the first half. And I, especially with Anthony Davis not playing and all that, I kind of was seeing the writing on the wall at least so I thought, in the first half, and that the Magic were going to stick around and potentially win this game. The Magic, by the way, are one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference. They only have like five wins or seven wins. So that was pretty frustrating in the first half. But the Lakers had a massive third quarter. That I think they outscored the Magic 30 to 10, 30 points to 10 points in the third quarter. Now, us Lakers fans were used to the Lakers having really bad third quarters where they typically lose control of the game in this case this is where the Lakers took control of the game they get a nice win uh overall but the all led by the third quarter 30 to 10 in the third quarter absolutely nuts uh, the Lakers shot decently well they shot about 46 percent from the field and I think 43 percent from three which is which is definitely definitely pretty good the Magic shot about 10 percent worse in the game like 36 percent from the field and like 33% from three or something close to that. So the Lakers played good defense, holding the Magic to, like I said, 10 points in the third quarter, keeping their shooting percentage down and all that good stuff. So LeBron James is on a tear recently. He has had a stretch of multiple 30-point games in the last like five or six games. I mentioned this in I think my last episode or two episodes ago about how he had had like four out of the last five games that from that point had been 30-point games. Now he has another one under his belt this season. And not to mention, he turns 37 in a few days. Or maybe he already did turn 37. I, don't know, I think his birthday's in December. So 
LeBron James is absolutely killing it for the Lakers, keeping them afloat while they're dealing with injuries and all that stuff. So it was a great, good to see the Lakers get another pretty commanding win over the Magic. It ended up being a 10-point win, although they were up by much more, especially like in the third quarter and stuff. They kind of put subs in, things got, you know, whatever. So the Lakers end up winning the game by around 10 points, 10 or 12 points, and a nice commanding win over a bad team in the NBA. That's exactly what we, what we want to see from the Lakers, right? We want to see them string together some good wins against teams that are not only beatable, but teams that we should be beating by multiple. You know, we don't want to see any more close games against the Thunder, against the Magic. We don't want to go into overtime against the Hornets anymore, you know? We want to, we hopefully, the Lakers have the have this kind of stuff under control, and we are able to beat bad teams by a good amount, compete with the good teams, and start making a run to get into the playoffs. So, nice win for the Lakers against the Magic, who are now 15-13, and 13, like I mentioned, sixth in the sixth seed in the West, and we just got to keep afloat. So, it's a quick recap because the game was a few days ago. I typically do my episodes on Wednesdays. The time, the scheduling kind of isn't wasn't perfect for this week in terms of the Lakers playing Sunday and then not playing again until tonight, Wednesday night. So, uh, quick recap on the game, really. It, it was a good game for the Lakers. They it was, they struggled a little bit in the first half, like I mentioned. But the third quarter really turned things around. They were able to ride that momentum and take the game over and win the game. In a fairly, like, there wasn't too much stress in the second half, which was nice. Right? Like, the Lakers typically this season have played not so great in the third quarter, which has led to stress in the second half about whether the Lakers are going to come back or if they're going to hold the lead or whatnot. Lakers came out, played well in the third quarter so that we didn't have to stress in the second half. So it was a pretty easy game to watch, which was nice. We haven't been so used to that this season. So hopefully the Lakers can keep up that momentum, kind of keep up that feel of how that game went and, and string together some more wins. So looking ahead this week, this see the the Lakers are playing the Dallas Mavericks tonight. So we have some news in terms of injuries and people being out and whatnot. So not really injuries, but a couple days ago, news came out that uh, THT was going to be out in the health and safety protocols. Going to kind of similar to what LeBron had, right? You're out for ten days or so until you can get some negative tests and all that stuff. So. THT was going to be out, and then last night news broke that both Dwight Howard and Malik Monk also had to go into the NBA health and safety protocol, so they also are out. Now, there's been stuff kind of spreading. I don't know if this is like an asymptomatic thing where people are just testing positive or if it's people are actually getting sick or not. I haven't heard anything about that, but I've just heard there's been a lot of players, for instance, on Monday Night Football with the Rams, right? They had Jalen Ramsey and a few other guys have to go into the NFL's health and safety protocol type thing where they couldn't play last minute on Monday night. We've had a good amount of, like, the, the Bulls, the whole Chicago Bulls team had to postpone two of their games because, like, ten of their players are in health and safety protocol. So there's definitely stuff spreading. I'm not sure if people are actually getting sick or how sick or whatnot, but that isn't... I mean, it matters, but it's not really the point, right? The players are not able to play, all that stuff. So, TH Team League, Monk, Dwight Howard are the latest for the Lakers. That doesn't make me feel too bad, considering, you know, if Anthony Davis is able to come back, Anthony Davis is listed as questionable. 
for tonight's game against Dallas. I'm I'm hoping he can play, especially with Dwight Howard going to be out. Now, Malik Monk and THT being out does hurt the Lakers in the sense that those were and have been some two good sources of scoring for the Lakers, especially with Russell Westbrook, who's been somewhat struggling the last few games. He did put up 19 points on Sunday against Orlando, which is great, but the two games previous to that, he'd only scored like eight points and nine points, hadn't put up too many shots. So if Anthony Davis is going to be out, if Malik Monk and THC are going to be out, then we're really going to need Russell Westbrook or someone to step up in scoring. Um, so definitely something to, to focus on in terms of with the Lakers, just with how this – I don't know if this is the new variant of COVID or what it is that's spreading, but whatever it is exactly, it seems to be kind of getting getting making its way around teams and whatnot. So here's hoping that the Lakers aren't, aren't more affected by this than just Malik Monk, Dwight Howard, and THT. And also, let's hope, you know, thoughts out to them in case they are actually feeling sick and are not just asymptomatic. Um, but, let, yeah, let's just hope that the Lakers aren't more affected by by this spreading, uh, just with how it can be, it, it seems to be popping up pretty easily. And I'm pretty sure THT, he, was, he had tested positive a few, I think, like I said, it was either yesterday or two days ago. So they knew he wasn't going to be available and he had been, I'm assuming, quarantining or staying away from the team. Malik Monk and Dwight Howard, I think I had heard that one of them was on the team plane to Dallas and then they like basically turned them around and got them on a flight back to LA. So let's hope that being on that flight does not get the whole team. We had, we just dealt with this with LeBron where he had to go into health and safety protocols. He ended up, I think he missed one game because he was able to test negative within 24 hours or of, he got two negative tests within 24 hours or something like that. So um, he was able to not miss that much time. So that'd be awesome if that was the case for Malik Monk, THT, and Dwight Howard. We'll just have to wait and see, but the Lakers will be going into Dallas, at the very least going into Dallas shorthanded from three players. Let's hope it's not more. The Lakers are underdogs in this game, which is interesting because I just saw uh, news that Luka is also not playing tonight against the Lakers. Luka Doncic, the Mavericks' best player, in case you don't know. He's been dealing with some ankle soreness, ankle injury, so he will not be available tonight against the Lakers, which... For the Lakers, is a good thing, in theory. Now, it's just a question if if, if uh, Anthony Davis will be available. Anthony Davis was listed as questionable on the injury report for tonight's game. So, we, he's just been dealing with some left knee soreness. Doesn't seem to be too major, but you just don't never know how things can develop and stuff, so... Let's hope that Anthony Davis can be available, but also just can be healthy in general. I don't want him playing if he's not not fully there. So Lakers against the Mavericks. It's a it's a matchup of two teams that are kind of struggling. The Lakers are 15 and 13. The Ma- Mavericks are 14 and 13. Lakers are in the sixth seed in the West. Mavericks are in the seventh seed in the West currently. So in theory, it should be a close game. Looking at the ESPN matchup predictor, they have. The Mavericks, as of this morning, 
62% favorites over the Lakers. So that would have made sense to me when I had thought that Luka was playing tonight. But when I found out that Luka was not playing, I was a little surprised by that, that the Lakers are that much of underdogs, according to ESPN. The thing is, in my opinion, is when you have – if Anthony Davis is healthy – if you have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook going up against a team that does not have their best player, we should be able to win that game. We should be the favorites to win that game, in my opinion. Now, I understand that we're missing Malik Monk, Taylor Horton Tucker, who are big off-the-bench scorer. Well, THT's been starting a few games. They're big, uh, you know, they, they're big scores that are not the big three right They're they've been a big source of scoring like i mentioned before so i understand that's that is a rough loss for the lakers dwight howard is a big body that's been playing defense and has been there on offense and all that stuff so i get missing those guys even though they're not lebron james anthony davis or or uh russell westbrook i understand that missing three players is, is pretty huge so you're gonna need guys like austin reeves to step up Carmelo Anthony just step up. I mean, Carmelo Anthony plays, and he, he hasn't... Carmelo, he had a really good start to the season, but he's had a pretty rough last, I feel like, almost month. Like, he just has not... He hasn't He hasn't been playing terribly, but he hasn't been playing great either. So Carmelo needs to get back with it, step up. Like I said, Austin Reeves, Wayne Ellington, Rondo. You know, you need to get these guys in there stepping up and and making plays so the Lakers missing those guys it's gonna be tough but what I was trying to say is if Anthony Davis is is available to play and does play when you have LeBron Anthony Davis Russell Westbrook if they're playing their best basketball then they should be able to beat a team like the Mavericks who are missing Luka and I get it they have Porzingis excuse me they have Porzingis they have some other guys, but like I have a hard time seeing Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, regardless of who else is around them, even without Malik Monk, even without THG, uh, losing to the Mavericks, you know, and again, I could be missing something, I could not be aware of something, I get it, but this is another one of those winnable games for the Lakers, like I've mentioned. The theme of December has been winnable games, and there's only a handful, less than a handful of non- what you could call non-winnable games to the Lakers. This is one of those winnable games. A team that is 14-13. and 13. They're a, a place below you in the standings. There's no reason the Lakers should lose this game, yet they are underdogs. So we'll, it, it, I'm very interested to see what happens. The game starts at 4.30 on the West Coast. I will definitely be driving home from work listening to this game because I. It, it, it'll be interesting. I... I want so badly for the Lakers to win this game. I want so badly for the Lakers to win these games that are so winnable. Yet, I have a hard time being confident in the Lakers, especially when you have adversity like three guys being out from health and safety protocols. They're just There's holes that need to be filled by guys that have not been filling them lately. Not to say that they can't fill them, they just haven't been doing it. So I just don't know what to expect from the Lakers, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And and Anthony Davis is a game-time decision, right? Like, he's listed as questionable, which means there's a chance that he does not play. We'll find out a little more later in into the day. 
But if he doesn't play, then I feel less confident. But that being said, if LeBron and Russell Westbrook just go off, we'll be good. It's funny when you have guys like that on your team, like Anthony Davis, like LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, because it's it's interesting that we when you have a guy like a big three or when you have superstars on your team, a lot of the game could be just on their shoulders. That's just how bad the NBA is, right? It's like you have a couple really good players and they can carry a team. I mean, look at the Lakers 2020 championship seasons season. I the they had players that stepped up. They had guys that were good role players, they knew their role, they stepped up. But ultimately it came down to LeBron James and Anthony Davis showing up, playing hard and playing well. So if they if LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook can show up, play hard and play well tonight, there's no reason they should lose this game against the Mavericks. So I am hopeful for a win. I will say I'm not confident for a win just given everything that's been going on, but I'm hopeful for a win for the Lakers in Dallas. And to put together, I mean, a three-game win streak, that's something. I don't know that the Lakers have had a three-game win streak all season. So they could go 16-13 on the season. They could keep improving. And then they have a couple games coming up. I think the Timberwolves next, which is another winnable game. And then I think the Bulls after that, which is going to be a little tougher. So we're going to have to keep our tabs on the players going through health and safety protocols, if there's going to be any more, how quickly we can get these players back on the court, and 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 moving forward and, and trying to keep winning these games. I mean, this December, it just it's not necessarily that there's even a milestone to December. It's more just like the end of the year and going into the new year playing well. It just feels right. That's kind of why I've been harping on this month. And really, like, you have to take the season month by month, even week by week almost, right? It's a long season, a lot of action, a lot of chances for injuries, a lot of chances for all these things, right? So you got to take the season week by week, month by month. So focusing on the month of December is because we're in it and the Lakers need to, need to turn things around. So if they could turn things around by the end of the year, it doesn't mean anything necessarily. They could go on a 40-game losing streak and just ruin the rest of the season, you know? But if they could just string together some wins this month, end up somewhere like around the fifth seed, they just need to move up one seed, which I think the Clippers have right now. The Clippers are a few games better than the Lakers, nothing crazy. We saw the Lakers against the Clippers a few weeks ago. It was a close game. Lakers lost, but it was a close game. There's nothing special there. I mean, they're missing Kawhi. Paul George has been playing decently for the for the for the season. He's had a few off games and whatnot. But like the special teams in the West are the Suns and the Warriors right now, and the Jazz. I suppose I feel like the Jazz are a tier below, and then below the Jazz is everyone else. There's not that much special going on. The Lakers just need to string stuff together, figure it out, get some wins, and. A win against Dallas, what better way to do it than a win tonight against Dallas? And now let's take some time to talk about some some trade rumors, some things like that. I wasn't there wasn't anything on my radar for this segment going into the episode when I was thinking about it yesterday, and then I was on Instagram and I saw the Instagram Instagram account sideline sources 
I feel like it's a generally reliable source. I mean, they're just posting things from other sources, and they typically list their sources, so I feel like it's generally reliable. And they posted yesterday saying that the Lakers have had internal discussions about trading Russell Westbrook because things have not been working how they had planned between Russell Westbrook, LeBron, Anthony Davis, which I find very interesting. Very, very interesting. Someone that has been somewhat skeptical of this Russell Westbrook experiment. I wasn't thrilled about it initially when the trade first happened, especially given who we were trading for and also given who we potentially could have traded for that was not Russell Westbrook, i.e. Buddy Heald. I wasn't super keen on the trade. I've been trying to be optimistic lately. Russell Westbrook had some a handful of good games before he started struggling a couple games ago. So I've tried to stay optimistic about Russell Westbrook. I've tried to put on a good face as a Lakers fan, as a Lakers podcaster. But this news of internal discussions of the Lakers looking into trading Russell Westbrook unfortunately gets me a little excited. Now, I don't know who the Lakers could trade Russell Westbrook for because he has a massive contract. He has like a $44 million contract, so... And there's not, there's, it's not like there's any teams missing guards. So I don't know who the Lakers would trade Russell Westbrook for at this point. You know, I don't know if... You know, I know things are going a little... Are a little fishy up in Portland. I don't know if there's a an available trade there for Damian Lillard. I know things are a little a little bad in uh, in Houston. I don't know if there's a, an available trade for John Wall. I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, obviously Damian Lillard would be the ideal situation, right? If the Lakers could get an actual shooter, Damian Lillard, who does not play the same type of game as LeBron James or Anthony Davis can stretch that can actually stretch the floor and is not that old I mean he's like 33 I think I mean give it compared compared to the rest of the Lakers like he's not that old like it wouldn't be like a terrible investment to trade a guy for a guy like him that's the pipe dream I'm not saying it's gonna happen I'm not saying that I think it will happen but if the Lakers could finagle it that would be the ideal situation, at least given who I think would be available potentially. The Houston Rockets one is interesting because I know John Wall has not been really playing. I think mostly, I think he's not really that hurt. I think he's been available. I could be wrong, but John Wall is another guy who, again, I mean, when he was younger and more athletic, he was attacking the basket a lot and, and getting getting to the basket, but he's not that kind of guy. He's he's older. He's dealt with some injuries. He is ready to have a role on a team that is not a superstar, and he could fit right in, plug right in with the Lakers, play, be okay more playing off the ball, maybe even coming off the bench. Not that we would necessarily need him to, but he was a guy that would be okay fitting into a role more or less, so that could be a possibility. So I don't, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen of this. I don't, maybe nothing, but it is interesting to hear that there's rumors at least. 
I, I don't know if you can call them reports. They're at least rumors that the Lakers are discussing internally trading Russell Westbrook. I didn't think that would happen. If anything, I thought the Lakers would try and trade someone else. Now, the Lakers have a bunch of guys that are on one-year deals, so there's not a ton of trade assets. If anything, I thought it would be like Taylor Horton Tucker would be like the main piece of the trade for someone. Someone smaller. Lakers hold on to Russell Westbrook considering they made a big trade. If they make, if the Lakers actually traded Russell Westbrook, that would be Rob Palenka and the team admitting they got it wrong and moving on, which honestly I'm here for. I would much rather them admit that they got something wrong and move on to something else than just trying to force something that's not working or force something that is not what they thought it was going to be, which I'm pretty convinced is the case. I don't think that I... I don't know what they saw because I think a lot of people know who Russell Westbrook is as a, as a player. So I'm not sure what the Lakers were thinking. I think they were thinking like, oh, he's a little past his prime. He'll be okay playing as a role player that's like a heightened role player kind of, and it'll work out. But I don't know that Russell Westbrook knows how to do that. He can't really hit threes aside from maybe – he can maybe hit two a game. Um – there's no room for him to get to the basket when he's playing with LeBron. He's played decently well with Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis has been sidelined for a couple games. I just think I think Russell Westbrook is lost. I don't know where he fits in. I don't know if he knows where he fits in. And it's been taking the Lakers quite some time to figure out where he fits in. So I'm all for trading him. He's a huge contract. If we could find the right pieces, the right player, the right team then there's something there. But, again, at this point it's all rumors, but it is interesting that there is news out there about the Lakers talking about this. I just assumed that because they just made the trade in the offseason that they wouldn't even consider trading Russell Westbrook this season just because, like, no GM, no owner, no whatever player. I say player because of LeBron, but, like, no one wants to admit that they got something wrong. So I would be very shocked if they did. I feel like the only reason, I feel like the, if they are talking about it, the biggest reason it wouldn't happen then would just be finding a team that's willing to take on the contract or able to put together the pieces to make the trade that's worth it for both parties. That's the only thing I can think of right now. But I am, my interest is peaked, I will say. Now, in some other trade rumors, trade talks, the Indiana Pacers are considering kind of blowing things up and that would cons- that would uh, include the potential trading of Miles Turner who's a big forward for the Pacers he's like 6'11 uh, he plays next to Sabonis who's also a big forward so I think they want to kind of I feel like they Miles Turner he doesn't put up big numbers mainly because he's playing off the ball and Sabonis is kind of the the main ball toucher for the Pacers. So it's at least the last I heard, they were looking to kind of trade Miles Turner. And um, I heard the Lakers were inquiring. I think at this point, because the Lakers have got off to the start that they've gotten gotten off to, and they're not doing as hot as they would have hoped that they were do, would have done. I think any time a team has a potential All Star type player that they're putting on the block, on the trade block. The Lakers have to inquire about it just because things aren't working out how they had hoped. So that could be all it is. 
I don't know how Miles Turner fits with this Lakers team if the Lakers were able to make a trade happen. I'm not totally sure. But I'm pretty sure the first day... So, like, I was looking at the ESPN. They have, ESPN has, like, a trade calculator kind of thing for the NBA. And I was looking at... When I first seen the reports about Miles Turner, I was trying to plug in and see what the Lakers could do. And obviously, Taylor Horn Tucker is the main... He's the easiest guy to trade in terms of salary, where his salary's at, and his contract. Like, he's not just on a one-year minimum deal. So, when I was trying to plug it in, I wasn't able to plug in Taylor Norton Tucker until, I think, December 15th, which is today, due to something in the clause. I'm not super read up on NBA contracts clauses and all that which is funny for a guy that works in contracts but I'm not super read up on how the NBA contracts work and and who has what clause in their contract and and whatnot but I want to play around with that again today potentially and see if he's available to trade now um so anyways I think it'll be interesting to see what the Lakers do but all this being said the gist of what I'm trying to get at is that the Lakers are open to making trades though Lakers seem to be open to making things happen to get new guys in, some guys out, switch things up, fix things around. And I think that's a smart idea. I mean, I know some fans probably hear that and they think, well, the Lakers are already struggling with this team that they have right now. They're maybe starting to get some chemistry building. Why are we going to blow it up? Why are we going to ruin it now? And if you remember my episode like three or four episodes ago where I, the title of the episode was Blow It Up Lakers, that was after the Lakers lost in triple overtime to the Kings things obviously were not working since then the Lakers have kind of put together some wins they had an unfortunate loss to the Grizzlies they've lost the Clippers things like that you know it's been it's been an up and down season that being said I'm kind of open to anything there hasn't been too many signs that the Lakers really have things figured out yet so if the Lakers are open to making a trade and if they're going to make a trade I'd rather it happen sooner than later obviously so the Lakers can get the new guys in fix things up, build up that chemistry, go from there, and hopefully string together a nice rest of the season. That's a big if, obviously, if the Lakers actually make a trade, if it's the guys that we want, and if they can actually build up that chemistry and all that stuff. I could be talking about all this stuff and the Lakers don't make a trade, nothing happens, teams don't want to trade with the Lakers, I don't I don't know. I don't actually know what's going to happen. The, I will say Rob Palenka has had a way of making things work in terms of getting the guy that he wants he wanted Russell Westbrook he made it work he wanted Anthony Davis he made it work now if, if Russell Westbrook is not the guy anymore and he wants someone else and he's willing to put Russell Westbrook in that package I have a good feeling he can make something work it doesn't matter if another team wants Russell Westbrook I the thing is is like I think Russell Westbrook has star power you get Russell Westbrook on your team, he will. There's there's Russell Westbrook fans that will follow your team. You'll potentially sell more tickets. But from a basketball standpoint, I'm scratching my head at why a team would want Russell Westbrook, unless they're trying to tank. Honestly, like if the Trailblazers are trying to tank, then if if the Trailblazers are trying to tank or something then maybe they'll take Russell Westbrook. If the Pacers are trying to tank, maybe they'll take Russell Westbrook. But a team that's trying to win, that has a good player on their team, 
I don't know exactly why they trade for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, the hardest name to say, literally in the NBA. Sheesh. Um, I'm not totally sure. So, knowing what I've seen of Russell Westbrook, I'm not very confident that the Lakers actually could make a trade for a good player just because of how Russell Westbrook is. But you never know, especially if, if you have a team like the Rockets or the Pacers, potentially the Trailblazers, that things aren't really looking up. They might end up. Just, they might decide just to, to blow it up to tank, and maybe Russell Westbrook is the guy to do it to make it happen for him. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Mm-hmm.